0: Hey, this is Beth Nelson. I serve as the lead pastor at Pray Heights Community Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for listening today. I hope this motivates you, I hope it builds your faith, and helps you connect with Christ and a church family at Pray Heights. Enjoy the message. So who's ready for family vacation? Okay, we're gonna do that again. Who's ready for family vacation? If anything, at least you'll come back to see another clip, right? And So I am, I am so excited for this seven week series. Uh, each week is gonna build on each other. You aren't gonna wanna miss it. Um, and then I'm also really excited about family vacation because I'm in the middle of planning one for my family. Uh, my husband Kyle and I, we have two kids, our son Ian, who is six, and our daughter Isabel, who is a year and a half. And we love vacations, so. Um, Both my husband and I grew up in a small town, uh, Mayville, North Dakota. Uh, We didn't date during all that time. It's a long story, I'll tell you that some other time. But uh, my husband Kyle, growing up on a farm, um, his family, when they would go on family vacations, it would be to see other extended family, and so maybe they'd go uh, at times to California, Arizona, to the lakes to spend time with extended family. Uh, For me, for vacations, growing up, I am the youngest of five and the only girl. It was the best. I got whatever I wanted. That's not fully true, but I, was, I got more than my brothers did, for sure. <laughs> uh, but my brothers all played basketball. They were quite a bit older than me, and so I had the chance to kind of be the tag-along, and our family vacations revolved around basketball tournaments. Um, one I got, one chance I got was I was able to go to Hawaii because of that, and so, hey, bonus. It was awesome. Um, <clears throat> so I had the chance to travel quite a bit when I was younger, and which just in stir, stirred in me this love for adventures. I really love taking adventures. And so when Kyle and I got married, It was a little bit uh, of a challenge. I wouldn't call it a challenge, but we kind of fell into it early on in marriage, this understanding of like, I think we really like taking family vacations. (laughs) And over time, that just built and built, and now it's something that we budget for, it's something we always make time for. And what I love to do is be really intentional about our family vacations. And so, our boys, what I say is, like my husband Kyle and my son Ian are introverts, And our girls, me and my daughter Izzy, our daughter Izzy, are extroverts. And so activity-wise, we have to have a variety. We have to stay in places that are quiet and don't have a lot of noise and a lot of crowds, and we have to do things that are active. So we have to have a balance of everything. Why am I telling you all this? The reason why is because all of us, I don't think we always comprehend when we grow up in a family When we choose a family, when we get married or choose that path, I don't think we always think about all of the things that we bring with us into family and all the ways that you and I experience family. And when I think specifically about the topic of just family vacations, I also think about my kids and when my kids grow up and when they get married, what is, because of the way they grew up in our home, what is that gonna look like? for the, the way that they decide to lead their families when they're out of the house. So what I wanna unpack for us as we get started is this idea that there's three kind of different types of ways that we experience family, right? We are born into a family. The first family uh, <clears throat> that we are all born into a family, right? And it's not necessarily the family that we choose, but we are born into a family. The second family that we have is the family that we choose and so that happens through marriage, that happens through uh, if you choose to have kids, if you choose to adopt. Another type of family would be like a church family that you choose to be a part of. Another family type would be uh, a blended family, families that blend and so that's step families, that's in-laws, that's extended family. Right, so we've got all these kinds of families in our life. And why are we doing a series here at Prairie Heights about families? And here's why. It's because when change happens in a person and in a family, when cycles and patterns are broken or changed for the good, for positivity, for health, when that happens in a family, it impacts everything. It impacts our community, it impacts our schools, it impacts all of us. When we can really have Jesus and the love of Jesus happen in our home and when that ripples out and that starts at home with our families, it impacts everything. So that's why we're talking about it throughout this summer and the truth is that sadly, when thinking about families, um, many of us, uh, we probably have great, some great memories, um, but sadly, many of us don't have a lot of great memories. And maybe that's some of you today, that you would say, you know what, growing up, my childhood, I really don't, like I don't have a lot of great memories. Or maybe some of you today, you're coming here and you would say, You came here today and you would say, I'm not experiencing a lot of great memories with my current family. Well, I want you to know that that's not a new thing. That's not a new thing. In Scripture, get this, there are, throughout the whole Bible, there are only four chapters without sin, Four chapters, you wanna know how many chapters are in the Bible? 1,189, and there's only four of them that don't have sin. Do you wanna know what they are? They are at the very beginning, Genesis chapter one and chapter two, and at the very end, Revelations chapter 21 and 22. Everything in between, everything in between, It's filled with stories of brokenness in families. It's filled with tragedy and the deception. And it's filled with sin, really. It's filled with sin that has an effect on families, right? And it can have an effect on families for generations. And so uh, I'm gonna unpack just a very small window of that, so hang on to your chairs, are you ready? Okay, Adam and Eve sinned, Adam blamed Eve. They parented two male children and one of the sons killed the other. Abraham, God's chosen man, married two wives, breaking God's design for marriage. Eventually he threw one of them out along with one of their sons. David named a man after God's own heart. He had an affair with a woman, she got pregnant, and to cover it all up, he killed her husband. Peter denied knowing Jesus three times, just like Jesus said he would, even though Peter denied that too. The city of Corinth, which is kinda just like Las Vegas today, uh, was filled with sexual sin and false idols. Does any of that sound familiar? I mean, I think it should, because it sounds a lot like some of the things that happen even today. And if you pause to think about any of those examples, and again, that's just like four or five out of tons of stories, it's like welcome to Ancestry.com. That is our history. (laughs) And if you want to see season one, season two, season three, you can go ahead and read your Bible. (laughs) Dig in. And if you would like to experience a new episode, we are living it today. right? Because like our lives, they're part of God's story. And so what I want you to know is the bad news is, what I already said, the same is true today. Many families and relationships are broken by sin. That's just truth. Many families and relationships are broken by sin. The good news, you're not alone. The good news Your brokenness is not new. It's not something that God is afraid of. It doesn't make you unlovable or unworthy. In fact, it's exactly why God sent his one and only son to this earth to live as fully human and fully God, to experience life the same way we experience life and it's why he sent him to save us. So, as we dive into that, all of that just begs the question though of like, well, why does God believe that families are so important? If all of this brokenness is happening because of sin, why are families important to God? And so today I'm gonna share three simple reasons why families are important to God. Number one, ideally, families are a place where we do not need to hide, okay? Ideally, families are a place where we do not need to hide. And we're going to go back to the very beginning, and we're gonna, I'm going to pull out a couple of scriptures from Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, the two chapters that do not include sin. And I'm going to talk about, we're going to unpack what was God's vision for family, Before sin entered the world, what did God want family to look like? And so in the very beginning, God created male and female. We read in Genesis 1, verses 27 and 28, it says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. God created you, he created me. Male and female, he created them, and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. At the very beginning, we are at the pinnacle of God's creation. At the very beginning, God created us in his image. And then God gave leadership authority to Adam and, he, and to Eve and said to rule over, to watch over, to take care of every living thing. And then God, Adam, and Eve, they're in, the, they're in the Garden of Eden. And if you can imagine this, a world without sin. There's no brokenness at this point. And Adam and Eve are in the Garden of Eden together. And we read Genesis 2:25. It says, Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. They were both naked and felt no shame because sin had not entered the world. See, in that moment, what I want us to recognize is that they didn't feel the need to hide. They didn't need to hide from God. They didn't even know like what naked meant, because they're like they were just free. They were free to be who God created them to be. They didn't feel like they needed to cover up in any way. And then, if you continue reading, in Genesis chapter three is when Adam and Eve. Uh, Ate of the fruit of the tree, the one tree that God said, don't eat off that tree. And at that moment, when they disobeyed God, sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world, what happened was they went into hiding. They hid. When they heard God coming into the garden, they hid. And I find this so comical. God is like calling out for Adam and saying, where are you? It's like, he's God. He knows where he is. He doesn't need to ask, like, where are you? Little hint for you, he also doesn't need to ask you, like, he already knows, okay? (laughs) But here's a loving God, a loving God who doesn't want to control us, (laughs) who doesn't want to step into all of that for us, but he wants us to come out. He wanted Adam to come out of hiding. See, when sin entered the world, all of a sudden shame came into the world. And they needed to hide. And so when we experience a healthy family, because there's sin in the world, there is gonna be brokenness and there's gonna be a need for forgiveness. But ideally, when we have a family where we don't need to hide, when we're a part of a family that we don't need to hide to be a part of that family or hide parts of us, that's what God wants for us. He wants us to be totally free to be everything that God has called us to be. Uh, it was a, a while ago when I came across this article and it made me think about something so different. So if you're a parent and you have uh, either have had young children or currently have young children, have they ever come home from daycare or from school And as you talk to the daycare provider or the teacher, they've said, they had a great day. They're like, they had a great day. They listened all day. Your child is so kind and thoughtful and uh, they followed all the rules. and, And then that same day, the moment, the moment everybody's feet hit the kitchen or whatever's your first room in the house, it was like disaster. Like, tantrums and crying and misbehavior and all the things. And you're like, no way did my kid just behave all day. That is not even, have you ever been there? You're like, no way, they had to have been lying. Guess what I read in this article that just gave me so much peace? You know what happens for a young child as they're developing? They don't always know how to express all their emotions. And what happens for them oftentimes uh, in a different setting, whether it's school or childcare, whatever that might look like, there is a routine that they follow. They get into a routine. There are rules that they need to follow. They need to sit here and do this and do that. And they they are holding themselves in. They're holding in and they're following it all. And if you've created a safe place at home where they can just be, you're going to have moments where your kids are going to melt the second they walk in the door because they don't have to hold it anymore. They can just, they don't know always how to express their emotions yet, so it might come out in ways that are hard to handle (laughs) and hard to parent. But you know what that tells you? And that's what I learned from this is that parents are doing a good job if that's happening because it means you've created a safe environment where your child can, can just be after a long day. Have you ever felt that as an adult where you just needed to come home and you just needed to be and you needed to be able to express yourself in whatever way you needed to express yourself? That's what it means to ideally be part of a family where you don't need to hide. You don't have to like go to your room or go to a closet to feel your emotions. You can do it together as a family. And when we create a home environment, a family, where the people who are a part of it don't need to hide, they can feel like they can be all that God has made them to be. And the second reason why families are so important to us is that they create a sense of belonging. They create a sense of belonging uh, another leader in, in the industry of marketing and branding, uh, who shared last year at LeaderCast, his name is Sangram uh, Ray. there, that's better. <laughs> he shared this concept of belongship, and I want you to lean into this a little bit. It's this idea that as leaders, if we're only concerned about the opportunity or if we're only concerned about the end result, he says that without community that you risk being solely a commodity. And simply put, what does that mean? That just means that with, if you take the community part out of your leadership and you just make it about the end result or you just make it about the opportunity, you just make it about um, a lot of the things that it isn't, that you can be replaced. That's really what that means. And instead, this idea of what does it mean to have belongship? That belongship can happen, in, and this should happen in families. It's what God's heart wants for families a family where, where people belong, where you don't have to believe all the right things, you don't have to agree on everything to belong, but instead, that there's already Just a sense of belongship. And that's what God had for us when he envisioned family, is that we belong. We all belong. There's another study, it was from Ohio State University, and it found that people who regularly attend religious services, get this, live approximately four years longer than the average person. Hey, is there four years of stuff that you still want to do with this life? (laughs) Attend church more often. (laughs) So here's here's what it says. Uh, Bill Fiale, he's a PhD licensed psychologist and professor. He said, churchgoers tend to engage in positive behaviors, including high social interaction and lower rates of alcohol and drug abuse. And in addition, he says, religious support and coping are both related to a positive outcomes in mental health. And uh, some of you may know this, but part of my background is a master's degree in counseling. And so anytime I hear and see studies like this, I always lean in. Because I get really curious about it. Because 100%, I believe that um, one of the best decisions, the number one most important decision that you and I can make is to, number one, have a relationship with Christ. That we would choose to have a relationship with Christ and, and thrive in our spiritual life. Number one, and God made us whole. What do I mean by that? God made us body, mind, and soul. God made us as emotional beings, as mental beings. He cares about our emotional health, our mental health, our spiritual health, our financial health, our sexual health, our physical health. Because God made us in all those things. And so that is us being whole, and so when I hear that, I really leaned into that and I thought, you know, what does that mean for us locally? And what does that mean for us as a local church? And let's be real honest. Locally in our local church over the past 18 months, do you think alcohol and drug abuse has increased or decreased due to COVID and isolation? Increased. What about emotional and mental health for teens? Do you think that's on the rise or the decline? Decline, right? That more students are struggling with their emotional health and their mental health. More adults are struggling with their emotional health and their mental health. And I do, God cares about that. I care about that. Right now in our local community, it takes... I think at the minimum three weeks, for some places three months for somebody to get in to see a counselor, right here locally. And my heart breaks for that. Do you want to know why? Because also in this part of the country, it is so hard for us to ask for help, right? For whatever reason, we are a little stubborn. We're pretty prideful. We don't think we need help, especially with our emotions. And so the moment someone's actually willing to ask for help, they gotta wait. And I'm not like, I also care a lot about those counselors because they're carrying the burden of hundreds of people locally right now in our community. Why am I sharing all this? Why am I sharing all this in the middle of talking about why families are so important to God? Because I think the local church really, really matters. And I think being part of the local church really, really matters. And I just believe that there's this idea of belongship that when we are struggling emotionally, when we're struggling mentally, and when we're struggling physically, I believe because God wired us for relationship that we just need belongship. And I believe that we can help heal each other when we are together and we are, when we are together in community. I wanna read Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 and it says this. It says, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I wanna unpack that for a minute. See, we gather together, specifically on a Sunday, but in a lot of other ways, you guys. In groups, and and through volunteering, and through coffee dates, and through lunches, and, and through being family outside of Sundays, and through loving people in our community. We experience community in so many different ways as a local church. When we come together on Sundays, one of the reasons we gather is to share faith. It's to encourage one another. It's to spur each other on, and I just believe And I just want to, I guess, I just want to share vision for this if it isn't happening. Right now, I want us all to know that no matter where you come from, no matter what your story is, no matter how broken your family was or how, how great your family was growing up, no matter where you are in this life, that when you come here and when you gather, my prayer, is that whether you know the person sitting right next to you or not, my prayer is that we would all take seriously our responsibility to care for one another. That if you see someone hurting, that you would say, hey, can I pray for you? Hey, can I buy you lunch? (laughs) Hey, can I take you out for coffee? Can we be in this together? And I just believe, and I know, God's word tells us all the time, I've experienced it through the love of Christ, that this idea of belongship really matters, that you and I feel like we have a place that we fit, that we belong, and God's family, everyone belongs. And when you come here to Pray Heights, you don't have to believe before you belong. You don't have to believe everything I'm saying. You can belong, you belong here, we belong here. And you know what, like, when it comes to going through seasons and struggling and having hard times, we all, we all need each other. And I just want to say this out loud, that includes me and that includes my family. And I'm just saying that to say, like, I'm going to say this next part all wrong, okay? Just warning you. <laughs> I think sometimes it's really easy, and I know this because I was the same when I started coming to Prairie Heights. I think it's really easy to look at the pastor, to look at someone like Doug, to look at our band who's amazing and gifted and talented, and to think they got it all figured out. They get it. Now, I hope you do see a love of Jesus in our hearts, but I want you to know we don't have it all figured out. I don't have my life all figured out. This season's been challenging for me and my family too. And here's what community does, and I want you to hear this because I experienced it this last week. A friend, a prairie hider, who I love, who we've journeyed together for years. Out of the blue, we don't connect regularly. We aren't on a scheduled meeting. She felt the prompt of the Holy Spirit in her life at an exact moment when she was praying. And she shot me a text and she said, Beth, I wanna meet you for coffee tomorrow morning. Can you make time for that? And I said yes. And to be honest, I'm thinking, what crisis is going on in her life? And I'm, my heart's already breaking for all the options that it could be. And I'm ready to pray for her and be in it with her. We sit down and she looks at me and she says, the Holy Spirit told me that I just need to reach out to you and ask you how you're doing. And I'm sh- I didn't share that story last service. I'm sharing that story today because I want you to know that's the power of community and the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the local church. So I want you to know when you're hurting, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit is speaking to someone in our church that's gonna be there for you. And don't hear this, like I'm good, (laughs) I'm good. But in that moment, God was stirring and moving and that's what the power of the local church is and if anything, that story is to share with you that I get to experience that too. We all experience that because we are all part of the same local church together. We are all in community together. And I just believe, you know, one of the greatest things we did was we went online uh, during the COVID season and we were able to, Get out there so that at any service, anytime we're here, giving a message that we can share that and you can watch it anytime from anywhere. And I love that. And I love that we all have access to that. And I wanna say, for some of you, not everybody, but if you're watching alone, if you're watching by yourself, invite some people to watch with you. And for some of you, if if you've gotten in a pattern of just watching online because it's easier to stay in your pajamas and just watch online, I love you, and all I'll say is it might be convenient, but is it healthy? Is it the healthiest thing for you? Because gathering together as a church family is so critically important. And being together and and knowing that you've got support and you've got people who would encourage and spur you on really, really matters. It matters that we are part of a family together, and I'm so thankful that I get to experience that family, too. So whether you believe it or not, here's what I want you to know, that before we were born into any family, before we were born into any family, we first belong to God's family. And you may have come in today not believing that. You may have come in today with some, with some bricks up, but I want you to know that God's family is the family that we belong to first. So the third reason why families are so important to us is that number three, he made us to be in relationship. That God made us to be in relationship. The very first chosen relationship is the one God chose to have with us. Can you believe that? The very first chosen relationship is the one that God chose to have with us. See, God's vision for family was a covenant relationship. It's a chosen relationship in which two parties make binding promises to each other. And... Uh, What I wanna share in that is the difference between a contract and a covenant. Have you ever been in a contractual agreement? Raise your hand if you've been in contractual agreement. If you rent an apartment, you have all these things that you agree to and the landlord agrees to and, and you agree to keep it clean and when you move out, there's a deposit and it goes back and forth and that there's this contract that you've signed agreement that you're in, that if they don't, then you have to. If you don't, then they have to. That's what people go to court about, contracts and the breach of a contract, all the time, that they didn't follow through with their end, and there was conditions that weren't followed. Here's what I want you to know. In a covenant relationship, that's unconditional love. And the safety of a covenant relationship is one that has unconditional love, And it's hard for us to understand this kind of love. It really is. That type of unconditional love, it is so hard for us to understand. Why? Because we don't always experience that kind of love. We don't always experience that kind of love from people. Sometimes people's love feels like, well, if you do all these things, then I'll love you. It's an if then. If you, then I will. And when we put love in the middle of that, it can get real unhealthy real fast. And for some, in an an unhealthy and an abusive relationship, that's used to manipulate, it's used to take advantage of. And what I want you to know is that God made the safety of this covenant relationship, this love that's unconditional, that we don't have to earn. We don't have to earn His love to belong. See, remember the good news from our family history, our broken ancestry? I want you to know you're not alone. Your brokenness is not new. God's love for you isn't defined by it. Remember, it's why he sent his son to save you. And today what I want you to know is that God chose you. The very first chosen relationship, God chose, he chose to have with you and me. And a covenant relationship means it's unconditional. There there are no conditions by which we earn it. Does that make sense? I want you to sit in that for a second. You don't have to earn God's love. There are no amount of good deeds you could do to earn His love. It's unconditional. It's all grace. He loves you because he made you, because he created you, and he made you on purpose. He didn't make a mistake when he made you. So the kind of relationship that God wants to have with you is that covenant relationship, but here's the only catch is this. God's not a controlling God. He's not a puppeteer that has us on strings. He wants us to choose him too. He wants us to say, I choose you, God. And so I wanna offer that option for you today. I want you to, I want you too to make the choice to make the best decision of your life to follow Christ, to choose to be in relationship with God. And for many of you, it might be for the very first time that you're saying yes to a relationship with God. And for others of you, I know that this idea of unconditional love is is hard to wrap our minds around. And so for others of you, you maybe have never experienced that kind of unconditional love from any other human on earth. So it's just hard to even understand. And maybe you've said yes to God, but you have never actually received the Breath and width and depth of that unconditional love. And today, would you just consider receiving all that grace of like standing up in your worthiness because of who God is in you? And so we're gonna sing a song and it's called Run to the Father. And as we sing this song, I just want you to reflect on where you're at with God today. And do you believe that you belong to God's family first? And do you wanna choose to be in relationship with God. And if that's you, you can simply text YTC to 75787. You can do that at any time, during the song, right after the song. And we would love to know that. God, we thank you so much that you're our heavenly Father who loves us unconditionally, God, that we can run to, that we don't need to hide from. God, and I pray that you would continue to move, God, in ways that only you can in our lives. God, we all need you. We all need each other. God, and your grace is, it's right there, available. And God, I pray for every person here that's here in this room. I pray for every person that's listening to my voice online from wherever they're watching from. God, would you just stir in us like deep in our soul, would you stir in us this, this feeling of um, of togetherness, this feeling of peace, God, that can only come from you, this, this feeling of acceptance, God, this um, feeling of worthiness, knowing that we'll never be enough, God, will never be enough. And that's a beautiful thing because you are. You are always enough. You always fill in all the gaps. And so, God, whatever we needed to hear today, whatever any person needed to be connected with, God, would you just keep that in them today and as they leave? God, would you keep that message in their heart, in their soul? Would you help us to, to share the love that we've received today with others as we go? We pray all this in your name. We love you so much, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prayheightscom give for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Pray Heights.